Hello and welcome to Sunday Fun Day. Today, my guest is Gabby Vargas. Welcome, Gabby. We have a lot Hello. in common. Oh my so goodness. We are both like, uh, we're both so much alike. You were raised in Florida. I was raised in, in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I was raised in Tampa too. Amazing. And um, from there, you uh, where did, you, did you go to college or did you go to USF or no? I went to a USF at the end. I went to HCC and USF. and then I Oh, went I went to HCC. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a lot in common. And uh, where, what are, where are you, your, uh, your parents from? My dad is from Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. And my mom was born in Addisibo, Puerto Rico. And then she moved to New York. Oh, okay. So my mother's Puerto Rican, my father's Cuban. So we are sort of, we've got the sort of similar. uh, Big time. My dad is Dominican. Oh, okay. Wow. So, um, and then you've lived in New York too, right? You you said you were back and forth growing up and everything. Yeah. So we were either in Staten Island or in Yonkers, Yonkers, Bronx. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. So um, what brought you and got you into comedy? I had been doing comedy, like improv and stuff in college and acting classes in college. And when I moved to California, I was doing improv still. I went to Second City Mm -hmm. and I was making some sketches with a couple other comics. And I expressed like, I'd be like, oh, you know, stand up. That was something like I always wanted to try. And he's like, oh, really? You think you can do it? Here's five minutes on my show. And he just gave me five minutes on his show at Bruce's Lounge in Santa Fe Springs. And after that, I just haven't stopped doing stand So you came from the improv. First you were doing yeah. improv. How many years were you doing that before you got to stand up? Since high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you knew what you wanted to do. You were, you were, were you destined as a child to become a comic or? I mean, I kind of like feel that way. We were always watching like in Living Color, all that SNL, like recreating those sketches for mm-hmm. like our grandparents in the living room and stuff and. Mm-hmm. I never thought it would take me here, but now yeah. I perform all over. I performed in Paris, France, and Barcelona. Like, oh, what? so you went? To, you went to Europe for mm-hmm. doing improv? No, just I was going to visit, and I just found mm-hmm. some people doing shows in English <laughs> on Instagram, and I hit them up and got on the shows. Oh, I love, I love, love when I hear people that do that because that that shows you're like it's in your heart. Oh, to yeah. Do that. Yeah, like you're like, oh, they're doing stand-up over there. Let me try it. How was that experience in Europe? It was really cool to see that, like, the jokes transcend Mm -hmm. to that kind of community, like a totally different country, and they're still laughing and still connecting. Mm -hmm. That was really awesome. Was their mannerism anything different, do you think? or Yeah, definitely. There was definitely some things that they didn't get. Just because, like, maybe it was like more Americanized, but it was—they were really welcoming, and everybody in the crowd was super nice, and everybody that booked me was awesome. They were booking me for like more shows, and I was like, my aunt was like, "I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> we gotta go. Let's go look at Europe. Come on, like, yeah, exactly." And like, they, they were like over it. Out. How many weeks were you over there? For about a month, it was like five days in Barcelona, five days in Paris, and then we went to Rome too. Oh, wow. Oh, so 15 day trip and you just happened to one night you browse and look up stand up and then you ruin the trip for your. 
<laughs> well, they were they were so happy to see me, but they can't do it like more than two shows. They were right, right. they're like, okay, we've done it because it's sometimes after two shows, seeing the same. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, exactly. So I had done one in Barcelona and one in Paris, and then yeah. So yeah, what? So- when did you exactly move to LA? Exactly. 2017 Mm, and we had I moved with my boyfriend and we were just working in the casino industry and then that's how we moved out here and I started doing improv at Second City and that's when I it wasn't until like two were were you at Commerce Commerce or I was at San Manuel oh oh, that's far yeah that's so did you have to move like to Pasadena area to to make that no I just drive (sighs) Oh Lord! Drive all the time. <laughs> oh my! All the way to like Palm, is it San Manuel's like close to Palm Springs, right? Yeah, not as close. It's about an hour and a half closer. It's in the Inland Empire. Yeah, no, I remember that's far. That's de- yeah, you're doing that daily. It's a solid ninety miles. And and the res isn't it the reservations too or they have some yeah but. You know, I drive yeah. everywhere. I'll drive to San Diego, uh, L.A., Bakersfield, Lancaster. Yeah, no, that's what's great about living in uh, California because you can go to all those different places. Yeah. And We've been, can... We did a couple of shows in Modesto. That was mm-hmm. like more up north. Mm-hmm. So tell me, um, so what year exactly did you start stand up and talk, tell me about that experience as you started coming in and everything? That was ha, January of 2020. Oh my God. So you started right before the pandemic. Oh yeah. Right before. Oh. And then I had uh, a show at, what, what were you going to say? I had my first show at Bruce's lounge on a Wednesday. And then my second show was at the ice house on like Friday night. And I was like, I'm going to try something new. And it's like, bitch, you just started. It's all new. I bombed terribly. Mm. But then COVID happened. So nobody remembers. <laughs> so how did you hold up during the pandemic that whole time? Well, that was special because there was still shows going on in LA. They were just like in very sketchy warehouses downtown near people's basements or mm-hmm. parking lots, backyards. Like we were still going hard. Oh, so people were still... Yeah, they were not classy, but they it helped us work out all our shit. So when COVID ended, we were able to like hit the clubs with that experience of like being in all those really weird, dingy places. Yeah, weird places. <laughs> weird, dingy. God, because I was in New York the whole time. Everything was just closed off. It was like such a oh. scary. Uh... Were you doing like Zoom shows? Well, no, no, no. During that period of time, I was living right in the city and I just like kept to myself. I didn't go anywhere. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I just stood in and then I lived next to a NYCHA property uh, and there was like all elderly people. So it was pretty like, it was serious here. So when people say, oh, COVID's made up, I'm like, not what I saw. No way. Yeah. Not what I saw. I think a lot of people, it was weird when people I talked to in LA didn't believe it, but I think it was different because you guys are more spread out yeah exactly like new york is everything is right there in the hub yeah right on everybody's on top of each other and uh like i every at seven everybody was like clapping i remember that was a period of time where uh 
right at seven, they would play New York, New York, people were clapping. And then two nights like in a row, nonstop, um, I remember hearing the ambulance. So I was really, really scared. Because wow. when I get sick, it's like real, like it's really, so I, I still knock on <laughs> some wood. Um, I still never got COVID. So, oh, nice. Um, but I, ha- I stood in because like, when I get sick, I'm like, right, like I'm running to the hospital, getting a no inhaler treatment mm-hmm. or mm. yeah so I have bad lungs but it was it was serious over here but it was it, it seemed to be everybody I knew in LA like kind they didn't believe it or yeah I guess they didn't see it. and I feel like well of course they did they didn't see it the way I saw it they weren't like on top of each other they were exactly. all spread they out. saw it on the highways on the highway it was em- it was empty it was empty <laughs> That was like the best thing about COVID. Would you, and during would COVID, could you go to like Runyon Canyon or places like that or no? And not at the beginning. I don't think they really let people hike and stuff. Because you think that would be a open air. Yeah, open air. Yeah. But that's crazy. That was a crazy period of time. It was. When we, when Disney closed and the casinos closed, we were like, oh shit, this is serious. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, Disney. <laughs> Because wasn't it a good year that they closed or something? A good year? Like that Disney closed or how long were they closed for? for yeah, like a year. Yeah. Oh, it was shit. a while. It was wow. a long time. So after COVID and when did you first start then uh, going to perform? I mean, it's so hard. It's hard. As soon as the club started opening up, mm-hmm. we were there. I think one of my first performances back was at the Rose Battle at the store. Mm-hmm. that was one of my first um shows like back in regular life yeah and that show was still kind of weird because they did usually they do roast battle in the belly room mm-hmm. and they did it like in the main room and that was like my first roast battle at the store I was like what's happening <laughs> but it was Would fun har- I won hardly anybody there or a lot of people showed up at first there was a there was a decent amount of people it was just like mm-hmm. a weird vibe yeah, I'm just cur- curious because I always heard hearsay, and then a lot of people I knew just moved. Yeah, like a lot. There of was people a just... huge influx of people going to Texas because yeah. it was open ever since Tony Edgecliff went to Texas and oh, he Rogan. Took... They took everybody. <laughs> Bye. So, how's the store now as of today? It's awesome. It's, it's awesome. packed. It's flowing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so that, good. that was it. my favorite place to go to. Yeah, yeah, it's just such a good vibe. Even just like hanging on the patio, like supporting other shows, and you never know who you can network there. It's just like taking advantage of not just hanging out but networking mm-hmm. in those moments, you know. Yeah. So you were telling me that the LA community with all the ladies, um, they're doing like a brunch. You said, Show yeah, we. That. We do a monthly brunch at the Ice House because mm-hmm. the Ice House reopened maybe about a year after COVID and it's owned by Johnny Buss, the owner of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So they redid the whole club. It's so beautiful. And then the general manager is Penny Toller. She used to work with the WNBA and we had a friend, my one of my really good friends in comedy, B Gutierrez. She's like amazing philanthropist. 
she brought it, she went to Penny and was like, Hey, you think we can do this brunch here? And they're not even open on Sunday mornings. They open up, they decorate for us. They gave us like a special brunch menu and it's only for like women in comedy and not just stand-ups, but like producers. Oh, that's beautiful. Like whatever. Yeah. Just to come together, no shows or anything, no pressure, uh-huh. just to come together, network and, you know, meet some people that you wouldn't normally meet just out and about. Oh, that's good. So what was the, that's a good idea, especially it is for women because women do have a harder time with comedy than men. It's awesome. And they were all, all the dudes were all butthurt. What do you mean we can't get? (laughs) (laughs) We're like, they always get butthurt. They always like go watch football. It's Sunday. (laughs) Literally. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's important that other women um, support each other like that. Yeah. And it really is like building the community and coming together and just like, building everybody up because life's already too hard. Like, why do we need to tear each other down? Like for this? Cause I've had experience with some people or some like other women in comedy where they had like a show, but then the other person got the spot. So they were mad at the other person or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that whole, that whole unnecessary drama that women tend to have. Yeah. And it's like, just, we're all doing this. We all have different goals and we're all here to just like have a good time and help bring laughter to the world. So why are we going to, gatekeep tear each other down yeah Yeah, gatekeep and we're just all really trying to help build the community right that's wonderful that's wonderful and so how many women usually uh you say attend to that every we have like 150 rsvps wow yeah and they try to say we can't find any women in comedy (laughs) oh my god 150 women that is such a beautiful thing it's awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some pictures after. Okay. I'd love we, to see that. We just had one yesterday and it was like um, a, a Halloween theme. So everybody dressed up. We had like a couple women vendors, own, women only vendors, own businesses, had some tables set up. We have a, a female DJ, like it's all oh. about empowering. That's beautiful. And, and, and um, it's be, who, and you said the uh, person in charge who did that is, B Gutierrez. Oh wow, that's yeah. Just, she's um she's amazing. That would be nice to have something like that in New York because it gets kind of like cutthroat over here. Yeah, so like an, <laughs> okay, exactly a cat. But mm. I had you know what the reason would like my podcast for instance. I've had to go mainly to Latin comedians. I was hitting up different comedians on um IG. I was hitting with mm-hmm. all different races, and the majority of the Latinos were answering me back versus other races. I really to come on like no problem I could get um I reached out so then I started I was like okay let me niche down my podcast you know what I'm saying and and- I feel like that's just because the Latino community is more open and more welcome welcoming mm, just yeah like our culture our culture yeah exactly our, our culture and everything and it's amazing how um I brought on different people and um, each comedian has encouraged me. I think it was like Carmen Lynch afterwards. She goes, you need to keep on doing this. And she yeah. gave me motivation. And I was like, wow. Like, so, love that. Yeah. So I've been, you know, through my podcast. But, um, you know, of course, when I interview women, it's easy. But I notice over there, the women in L.A. tend to, I mean, they, they're very easy to get a hold of and reach mm-hmm. and all that. And And I've noticed that. You know, and I like this where it's more of a community feel, especially because yeah. it's so hard in the business to keep on 
you know going yeah because you have highs but a lot of it are lows you know, right show, someone's like oh uh, and like you need that encouragement because you get that imposter syndrome too you're like why am I doing this when am right. I doing that yeah so you need those people who are like girl you are doing it and it's great keep going wow that's a very beautiful thing you guys are doing so currently uh is ice health your favorite spot to uh perform at it's definitely up there. It's the top mm-hmm. three. It's so every time we go there, everybody that works there is just so nice and they take care of us so well. Penny and Johnny are mm-hmm. amazing and they support the comedy community so much and they're just trying to like make it the best it can be. Oh, that's good. That's wonderful. And then yeah. I have like, there is a weekly show at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach uh-huh. called The Spanglish Show with Paul Rodriguez that I've been going to pretty consistently this year oh okay wow so um I think I've interviewed I think it was John Seitz as part of that show right or was he or he he is but I wouldn't he's the one he does the one in Hollywood and oh okay he does that one not the Long Beach yeah and you know they say if you don't have nice things don't say them (sighs) okay (laughs) as she drinks the tea <laughs> I mean, um, I've only met him a couple times, but um, I mean, he's running the Spanglish show. He's a white man, so you know. Yeah. Well, he, I, I did interview him. He was, he was nice, and I, because I thought it was like his Spanish is like better than mine. It's really good. Yeah, like it's like whoa, <laughs> it's really good. And then I was like, you're living in LA. Like, how come nobody hasn't picked you up for something? You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for, or because t- I'm like, this is, and the fact that he can do another thing he could do is the accents. I can't, you probably understand this growing up in, with two different cultures. Did you find like, like saying words it, it, in a way, like you know how to say words with this culture, but then it's something else for another. Like for sure. Yeah. 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 Did you have any, when you first moved to the West coast, like uh, any type of uh, like culture shock? Um, I mean, just with like the homelessness in LA, <laughs> that is something that I had never experienced before. Like even in New York, you don't see it. Like, oh no, 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 you see it in New York now after COVID. Yeah, you I do think after COVID, huh? Yeah, uh, but I know what you're saying because when I did visit LA, I think it was in 2021. Like going downtown, I used to think that area was so pretty, and then. And then I was like, what the hell happened? Because there was all like a friend of mine lived at one of those apartments. Okay. Like the nice luxury back in the day, it was luxury. I lived in yeah. um, LA from 209 to 218. Oh, wow. Two, no, 219. Or like I left right at 219, the beginning of Damn, so you left right before 2019. the pandemic. Yeah, right before. So I, it really was, it was bad, but it was like Santi Alley was always, always that way, right? Yeah, it creeped me out because I remember somebody I know living at like one of those luxury apartments downtown and it was nice. But now it was like, yo, I can't like it was even walk down the street. Yeah, well, I wouldn't want to walk down. And then another thing is I used to always take uh, do people even take like the red line was the subway over there, the red line or you don't even know about it. I used to take it a long time ago because you could eat off the floors. It was so clean. Wow. But now I when they like the red line from North Hollywood to downtown. But now, Uh like, I can't even imagine how that looks over there. And coming from New York, I love using public transportation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We would take the four train. We were the last stop on the four train. So we'd go all the way to Manhattan, whatever, walk around, do mm -hmm. that. Like my sister and I, and we had no, 
qualms about it. But here I'm like, just walking downtown is does not feel yes, anti alleys, not what it used to be. Yeah, because you'll go one block and it's nice, there's shops, but then the next block you go down, you're like, whoa. Yeah. So it was the homelessness. It wasn't anything like you trying to buy uh for me, it was like trying to find certain products of food, I remember. Oh, they they don't have any Goya products here. <laughs> you can hardly find like Dominican food. You can't find it at all. They have one Cuban place and it's Porto's. The line. Oh yeah, Porto's. Yeah, but Porto's is not even like authentic. Like it's if you exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's por- the only one they have. So they have a line out the friggin' door. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, Porto's that is, is definitely not. a big And then one. there's one Puerto Rican restaurant right in North Hollywood. Only really? one there. I don't know if it's still there or if they close, but it was, I think it was called Mofongos. I'll never forget. Mm. Yes. Is I've it, been there. Is it still there? Yeah. It's like a little, a little spot. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and I remember the last time I went there, like I, I got the food to girl when the waitress just threw it out. She goes, Oh, I just threw it out. And I was like, Oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> like, what? yeah. Like, it, and I was like, this is the last time I ever come here. Yeah, like only one. And then when I lived there, this was another thing. There was one Dominican hair salon and all of you got to go deep down Laura Canyon. And there's only one. And what was crazy is I met a Dominican girl somewhere else. And I go, oh, yeah. And she happened to be the everybody. I I met two Dominican people like in different spots and they were all related to the same person. How funny. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but it's crazy, like, because I was there for 10 years, and you start, you know, when you live in LA, you start falling in love with the Mexican food over there. Yeah, because I feel like it's Mexican and Thai food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then the good Korean food, though. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good Korean barbecues. I had that for the first time out here. I never had that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you get, when, when over there, you go there, like, and then the Korean spas were another thing, like, that I I miss, too. But uh, when I came back to New York, then it's like certain Mexican food places. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird. Like over there, like you do get uh, the culture shock a little bit. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I experienced it at first, but you slowly get adjusted to everything. Do you go? Uh, so now, is the majority of your family in Florida or in New York? Both. More, like my dad's in Florida, and then like my aunts and stuff are in New York. I have a little sister in New York still. Oh, okay. So for the holidays, you generally go back over there or? Yeah, it'll, it'll be a mix. I'll be going to Tampa next month. I was just in Tampa last month. I did the uh, Orlando improv and the Tampa improv. Now, how was that going to, going back to the place you were raised, performing over there? It was so fun. I was like really nervous because it's like one thing performing out here, you don't know anybody, so you don't care, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, now they're going to like actually judge me. But it was really fun. And my family is so supportive. I'm so grateful. Like my dad, I even got my dad to go on stage Mm -hmm. because he's like my biggest influence. And like, he's where I get like all my accents from and like all this stuff. And I was like, you know, dad, you need to do this. You're like retired now. Get on stage. So (laughs) I got him to do a hot five. You did? Yeah. And he did it without no prepping or nothing, or he just went up there? He prepped. He had like a week of prep. Like I had him like write stuff down and like kind of get an order of things. And for only doing it for a week, he freaking crushed. And I'm like, imagine if you like actually took time to put this together. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. In one week, he was able to do a set with no problem. 
Yeah. That's in a five minute set too. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah, so he did gr- good. Growing up, he was more of your influence for comedy, right? Yeah, for sure. Because he's like the goofball of the family. He's always just, we're always people watching and holidays. You know, he was, the, he's the life of the party. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I'm always dog watching, <laughs> watching people's dogs and coming up with the dog names or what. I don't know. Cause dogs are more innocent. I love dogs. They're my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you, have you been able, other than going to Orlando and performing over there, have you had any, and, and you also went to Europe. So you've got a pretty impressive already tour. Have you toured anywhere else in the United States? Um, I did some spots in Austin mm-hmm. last year. What did you think? Tell me your review of Austin. what did you think? It was fun. Uh-huh. It's just, you know, very saturated. It's already it like saturated. Every, yeah. Everybody's freaking there. I'm grateful that my friend and I went with my uh, another comedian friend, Savannah Kay, and mm-hmm. we were, you know, hitting up a bunch of mics and stuff. And honestly, all the comics were really nice and they, they helped us out finding like other places to go and what to do. So, I mean, who we met, they were really nice, but you can tell that this is saturated. Wow. Well, it's so cheap over there to live. Yeah. So cheap. And then, and everybody's pissed because everybody's moving there and making it more expensive. Yeah, because I saw like it was a house on an acre for twenty three hundred, and wow. that's that's like a st- it was like a three bedroom house over there, and I was like, damn, that's nice. Yeah, I was like, wow. But the thing is, uh, you know, it's Texas too. Like, I don't know how super hot. Yeah, it, it, it's like I might as well be in Florida. Like that's how I feel. It, seriously, yeah, yeah just as humid. And I wonder how long it's going to be saturated like that because there's a whole bunch of clubs, right? Yeah. Yeah, and there's still more opening because they got the mothership open. They got Sunset Strip. They got. I think there the, was one, Creek in the Cave that Creek used to in be, the Cave used to That's be in Astoria. Yeah. I think they. I don't know if this is true, but I I believe somebody. So I'll have to Google that. Um, in Astoria had that, and then they brought it to Austin during the pandemic. Oh wow! I okay. I think I don't know. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't I'm not fact checking <laughs> so but I, right. that's what I heard well there's a lot of people left like New York too like a lot wow. of people just had up so I guess it's our third little base but um I'm curious how you know probably good for stand-up but then anything more not you know coming out of it exactly because LA like I'm so grateful there's different like we have other opportunities out here like I just yeah. got I'm in another Instagram group called mm-hmm. Latinas United and oh, it's nice. all about like all different Latinas in Hollywood that do producing writing like anything you can imagine and another female comic put me in that group and they just hit me up like yesterday because someone backed out of this play oh, like a wow. radio play yeah uh-huh. that's the thing of- about yeah you know what like so now I've um I have my SAG card but and I started, I got it, of course, when I was in L.A. Um, and I came over here. And what was to me, I felt like uh, there's some negatives about L.A. versus mm-hmm. like working in New York. And I felt like the thing I feel like L.A. is people are more up for social media. They're more up for they're more up for sharing info mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, but I felt it was harder to get jobs in L.A., 
Um, but again, at the time it was way before the pandemic. Um, and then I moved to New York and it was easier, but I noticed it was like easier to get work and, you know, a lot of stuff going on. But then I noticed like with the strike going on, um, I'm watching more people I know of in LA, like they're all protest, uh, what's it called? Picketing yeah, um, more. And they've got like a group going, Latinas acting up there. You, you there's yeah. a whole, Dom- a whole Dominican group out here that what? there's a Dominican yes. group out there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll add you to the chat. Okay. Because well, we think I'm not Dominican. They might kick me out. Like, or no, no, it's, it's Latinas United. It's all of us. And it's so many like women from New York and stuff. It's wow. really, it's really awesome. Yeah. I'm going to add you to it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for so much. Yeah. I wish they had that. So I've noticed like in New York, there's really kind of no community. Like really? it's weird. Yeah. I feel like that. Cause I've noticed I've been to the picket lines a couple much. Now I've seen one thing I have seen at the picket lines is I've seen like a Lester's um, at the picket lines, like Rosie Perez. Okay. Sharon, nice. Um, what was her name? She's a big time. God, I can't remember her name. I gave <laughs> her a fan. Uh, Susan Saranda. I, Susan Saranda oh, was wow. protest. Yeah, like big, oh. I, the one thing is I've noticed in New York there are bigger names. The people are more serious. There is less bullshit, but it, it's it, nice. You know what I'm saying? I do see them like more a lesters showing up at the picket lines. I hope people aren't. Um, but I just seen more community. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they're that for way. Each other. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That I I miss that. I miss that where it's sort of like a haterade. You know, yeah, I mean? no, and we like, need to stop that. We need to start promoting everybody, especially women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the world's too hard. Everybody's already trying to beat us down or get us for something, like, right, right. And, and as a, each other out. what do you feel like your biggest um obstacle is as a woman in comedy? I mean, just probably like everybody having that stigma as oh, she's a female comedian, our next woman comedian like you just can say just comedians next like I don't know what my gender has to do with anything or you know just creepy dudes yeah I understand oh man I'm after the show I just have to try to like family zone all these guys I'm like oh you remind me of my cousin you're like my (laughs) uncle yeah oh no no no, that's smart yeah shut it down before it even happens you know because whether they're like 20 or 80, these dudes think they got a chance. Yeah. Oh, look, sometimes the men can. I run across some respect, some respectful men. Not all. Yeah. They're no. there. Yeah, they're there. I, I interviewed a a great comic. In fact, he's he's up this week, Sergio Chacon. He amazing guy. Uh, he's Puerto Rican and uh, married man, a gentleman. And That's he awesome. was yeah just amazing he opens up for Krista Stefano and I think Giannis Papas wow and nice he so he opens up for two but just an amazing guy who was a total gentleman and I'm like why is this guy not um and I've seen his act before I've been to the comedy mm-hmm. center watch his act but you know like there's there's good men out there and then there's scumbags that ruin it for it all you know what I'm saying absolutely it's yeah. just about having that awareness, you know, and right, right, right. And I think the men that are like they're about their families, they're about their wives, and they're you know what I mean, and they're um 
they're here to do their craft and they're not right yeah yeah and 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 also like they're about their business and then you've got the you know you got you do got the scum got bought scumbags you know what i'm saying and and that they party and how long is that going to really last not yeah i always notice a difference though with comedians once they do get like settled it i I, I have and i followed like joe rogan's career and i noticed like if you watch his act like right when time he got married it improved so much when he settled down yeah if you if you start really look at a couple comics and you start going back to their acts i know it could be mm-hmm. with age but i think it's like the focus of you know now i have Importance. a family right no. right right yeah we're one and I, i've seen it too with women in different careers too once they have yeah when they have changes kids. the perspective yeah usually as a woman when they have kids but i've noticed when men um male comics like once they get married or they're serious or whatever like suddenly mm-hmm. they step up the game yeah big yeah. time yeah, yeah. And then and I just see the improvement. But it'd be nice if we didn't have to deal with all these damn creeps. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, that's why it's also important to like have buddies when you go to shows, you know, and Yeah, exactly. Have that so, little tribe. Right, exactly. So um are you still working at the casinos? Or are you just doing this balance you're doing a balancing act as well? Basically balancing act. I haven't I got laid off during COVID and I uh-huh. haven't gone back. Oh, okay, okay. I'm really trying not to, but (laughs) yeah, that's that's a life (laughs) as a career. Right? I was like, yeah, yeah. And so I'm just doing like I'm stand up full time, basically, and then like some art stuff. I'm like doing graphic design and yeah, the the life of a a a, a artist is a ton of work. Yeah, a ton of hustling. Yeah, because we have to wear all the hats. I'm the social media manager, I'm my booker, mm-hmm. and my designer, producer. Like, now, do you do um do do you have any podcasts or anything like that, or no, you don't? Um, we have like a uh, my one of my best friends in comedy, Daisy Rocks, and I are about to have a podcast coming out soon. We have a couple episodes. We haven't released them yet, mm-hmm. and I produce some shows. Oh, good. So, what shows do you produce over there in LA? I have a show in Burbank called uh-huh. Yes Baby Vintage. I co-produced that one. And that's like a little indie show in a vintage store. Oh, I think I know what vintage store it is. Yeah, right on Mongolia, right down the block from Portos. Oh, yes, I know where that. Okay, it's right by It's a Wrap, where you buy the, uh, those, I used to go to It's yeah. a Wrap all the time. It's close. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's such a good show. And we've had some awesome comedians come by like we've had Steph Toff on the show Jay Farrow we had Michael Longfellow who's on SNL now like mm-hmm. yeah. it's a little indie intimate show like 20 seats but it's a banger oh that's cute I've seen that a lot in LA where they have it at like coffee shops brew places all different spots oh yeah a lot of breweries so, a lot of brewery shows yeah yeah no I've seen that I only I think I went to one only one show like in Brooklyn that was at some venue only once that I ever um a small little no no two 
One was at a nightclub and I said, never again. Um, <laughs> like, well, I said, never. Happening. I went, I went because there was one of my favorite comics is Sarah Contreras. She's been on my show too. And I wanted to see her, but I, she only did like 15 minutes. So then I wanted to see, you know, I want, she, I have certain people on my bucket list. I want to see longer, but um, nice. that was like at a night venue and the food was like ridiculously priced. Like it was Ugh crazy price I said never again will I go to this spot and then the other one was at a little like I don't know what it was like it was a bar a, a bookstore and something else and that show I went to and I said never again yep. <laughs> I was like so yeah it, it was like um more hipsters than anything else oh yeah and then those hipsters are so tight <laughs> like laugh yeah or no they it, they're, they're I just couldn't relate Oh yeah, to the material. Yeah. Well, I'm Generation X, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them are millennials. And I some stuff. You what are you? Your Generation Z or or um, you're millennial? I'm like in between. I'm 1990. So okay. Oh my god, it's just that's already 31 years ago. <laughs> I know, right? But my older sister was four years older than me, so you know, I got all her influence right but they it, I don't know it was like more I remember I went to this little thing in Brooklyn it was hipsters and it just and, and uh it just wasn't good it wasn't yeah was like oh man it, I said no more I'm gonna stick with what I know like <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> look things well no I I if I now like I love comedy that's why I do this podcast but now when I go I look for particular comics that I favor and nice. also certain people I don't like certain people I want to see for long sets, certain people I don't care to see long sets. I'm just particular as a chuckle fucker, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. You well, need like, more it, people. It's your time, you know, you're putting yeah. your time into going Plus it, it so gets expensive because have... sometimes I like to pop in. And then I did like venue, I did like certain venues. Um like that in let York- the comics watch. I like I do like to see it where the comics are hanging out. Yeah, they should because some there's one particular club here that they don't let the comics watch, and I've yet to go there. I remember uh, well, yeah. there was a show I was going to go one night, but it was raining real bad. I really wanted to go to that show, and I didn't. Um, but there's there's one particular spot where they don't let the comics hang out. I like yeah, I like if I go to a venue, I want to be able to see the comics. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And then interact with people and all that. And um, I love the attitudes with a lot of stand-up comedians, the way they are with their fans, because they make you guys feel, make when you make pe- uh, your fans feel like family and stuff. Yes, absolutely. Because you wouldn't be there without them. Like Right. Support. Like they, so. yeah. So I like when I go somewhere and then you, you're nice to them or they recognize you again. And they're not, I wish all comedians had that vibe. Um mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's, I go through, I grow throughout the city, but I need to go to LA soon. Cause it's just, I miss it quite a bit. And I'm very yeah. curious about this brunch. Like I was, Oh, it's so, it's so amazing. And it's just getting better. That's great. That's great. So if people tour there, could they uh, attend or. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. I'll keep that in absolutely. mind for my New York friends then. Yeah, please send them over because it's all about just like bringing the community together from wherever you are. That's great. That's great. So now what is your future plans with comedy? What do you want to do? Uh, so many things, you know, I'm 
writing some, I love doing sketches, like writing some screenplays. I'd really like to do like voiceover work, which is I'm really excited with this gig that I just got doing the play because it's a lot of people in the voiceover industry and I do different accents and I, you know, just love cartoons. People say I'm like a live action cartoon character. No, voiceovers is a lot of money. Yeah. And that's what they were telling me on the phone that they're like, we're so happy that you're here because you're going to meet like so many people like the top. Are you sad yet or no? Not yet. Okay. But is your Spanish uh, fluent? Uh, okay. I know. I'm really working on it. Well, you grew up in Tampa and I grew up in Tampa and there was like hardly anybody there to speak. Yeah. And my Spanish. family, they're fluent and they yell at me. They're like, how come you don't speak? And I'm like, you guys raised me. Like, but the thing I hate about L- the one thing I hate and it was discouraging about LA, they wanted that Mexican neutral accent when oh. I would go on audition. That was the thing that was difficult because. Yeah. Per- yeah, but voiceovers in general, if you can do like, oh my God, the money in that. Like, yeah. I worked at an agent's office. I worked at two different. Oh, really? Yeah, I interned at a theatrical one. And then I interned, um, I interned and worked at a theatrical agent. I almost, I had a chance if I could have wanted to be one, I could have, but, um, okay. but I just didn't. I always wanted to be behind the scenes and then I get in front of the camera somehow my goal <laughs> did not show my faith anymore like that's my ultimate goal in my that life so pretty. <laughs> thank you um but then I I did work for a period of time at a commercial theatrical and you know the money I saw going through with the voiceovers and the commercials was crazy yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great yeah and right that's now that's what like, they were saying pays the bills doing the yeah oh yeah voiceover stuff in between yeah. And then I, I was on the office um, and the guy that played my, I had to play like a tamale lady. Some people find it, some people don't, but I worked on the office on one episode. Oh, cool. And uh, I played a tamale lady and the guy that played my husband, he's not a big actor at all, but he did all the voiceovers for movies. Wow. In Spanish. And then I told him, nice. like, why don't you teach? Why don't you teach? And he he had like an he was very cocky because he did the voiceover. And he said, uh, why should I teach? People take my job. But I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, that's just like fear. Yeah, he was he was like, yeah, that it was. But I was like, dude, like, because if he would have been like, yeah, I would have hired him. So I would have gotten it. But um, yeah, he was kind of cocky. But uh, and, and his head was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's, that was another thing that I noticed New York versus LA, like a lot of people in LA, like they did their heads got kind of brick. Mm-hmm. And in New York, I didn't or somewhat I would see people. A little know, more but, grounded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like that when uh, people aren't grounded. I just can't get it. It's like yeah. a turn off. Well, you know, LA airheads. Yeah. Kinda- I think LA was way <laughs> different when I lived there. And I think it did like a cleansing oh uh, yeah you think so I yeah but however though like um I always lived at what, what part of town are you in the valley or the regular city I'm still like outside LA oh okay okay yeah I always was in the valley okay like, North Hollywood area like, okay my yeah. friend lives in Van Nuys that's kind of close yeah 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 I was always like uh right by what's that one on um is it Vineland? There's a comedy club. Like I could walk there. What's it called? Flappers. Yeah, I believe it's Flappers. Flappers. Or was it? I think so. 
What was Ha Ha at? Ha Ha is in, Ha Ha, yeah, is in North Hollywood. Okay, so like that's right off the exit. I, I could walk to that. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Ha Ha's great. Yeah, I remember I could walk to that, but um, yeah, I think things have changed because people have told me, well, that area, this happens and that, and I remember... I think it was like in Joey Diaz's when he left, it was, there was an incident where somebody had a hammer or did something crazy. And then he left right afterwards. And then I, I don't know, like something inside of me, it says it's time to leave. Nice. And then I left. And then I, (laughs) Hey, way to listen to your intuition. Yeah. It was a very weird feeling. And then COVID happened. Wow. it's weird how shit happens, but no, it was meant to be for me to be in New York. Cause they, I think New York, uh, there was like a lot of different benefits for being in New York at the time for nice. it, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. Like sometimes we end up places and we're like, how the, why the hell am I here? <laughs> and then there's like a bigger reason why we should be here. Absolutely. Just trusting yeah. that path. Yeah. So it's so nice talking to you. Um, could you tell my audience how they could find you? Absolutely. Everybody, you can find me on Instagram at Gabby Makes Jokes, G-A-B-B-Y Makes Jokes. And on uh, TikTok, it's Gabby Vargas Comedy. And at clubs all over the world. Nice. My name yes. is Marcella Alonso. You can find me on IG, Facebook, and YouTube under Marcella Sobella. If you like to see this full episode, go to MarcellaSobella.com and join my Patreon today. Thank you, Gabby, for coming on. Thank Sunday, you, Friday. Marcella. This was so amazing. I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you. Yeah. If you're like me, you want to get your business ahead. But there are certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas, from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode. And in the beginning, in order for me to be all over the place, it was I was totally going on Fiverr. It was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them. So please use my link, which you can find in the description of this episode, or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today. You'll be glad you did.